0: Great, welcome! Thank you so much, Pastor Chris, for joining me in this conversation. Very excited uh, to converse with you today. Yeah, it's
1: great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, icebreaker question for you: What is your favorite way to eat potatoes? Oh, good question. I I found a great recipe in the last year
1: of you you take it's a baked potato. Okay. But you take it, you sort of half bake it. And then you pull it out. You scoop it out. You've seen recipes like that before. Uh, You sort of cut it in half and then you fill it with, you know, bacon and green onion and tomato and all these things. And then you crack an egg in it and put it in there and then you bake it again and so then when you pull it out you cut the egg and it runs all over everything and it's oh, it's my favorite it's my favorite sounds, potato ever yeah sounds so good i yeah. don't do those often but that's a <laughs> like special date night what kind of treat. cheese what kind of cheese do you use i'll do a mix of like cheddar and mozzarella and some right. monterey maybe yeah steak on the side oh yeah oh, or something grilled something grilled. grilled yeah but usually it would be steak and Sounds yep. awesome. That's a good day. I oh, will we'll have get to there. get that recipe. Yeah, right? that's a good I have one. most of it up here. Right. Garlic? garlic and oh, lemon. yeah. Oh, There's okay. all sorts of seasoning okay. that goes with it. And
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about what you have going on here at church and what your vision is for the congregation and even the community. Yeah, like. sure. So I've been here about seven years now
1: this summer and uh, I've been in different roles. I'm the lead pastor right now. And we have uh, partly just even during COVID has caused us to really reevaluate a lot of things just because we had time to do that. And everything kind of stalled out for a while. And I mean, nothing stopped. But in terms of we had plans and a lot of those plans we had to stick a pin in. And yeah. uh, and so we had lots of time to pray and lots of time to talk. And so uh, so right now, I mean, the vision during COVID was has been just, we gotta get through COVID as a congregation. So how are we caring for one another and how are we staying connected? But one of the things COVID did as well was make us realize, you know what, we we focus a lot of attention on what we're doing here in the church. Uh, And that's not a bad thing, but Mm. we need to be way more active out in our community. And so COVID has opened some doors there uh, in terms of what we can be doing. And it's part of a much bigger conversation of, you know, it's great if we like our Sunday mornings here and if we have a good youth ministry and kids ministry and all these things. Um, But that doesn't matter if people aren't being met with the love of God, wherever they are. It doesn't matter if people aren't coming to know Jesus. And so we want to keep what we're doing in-house because mm-hmm. we're, we really are enjoying that. But it's just made us very aware that, oh, there's so much hurt out there. There's so many needs out there. Um, and we don't want to just be hanging out in the church all the time. We're supposed right. to be out there. And so uh, so that's an ongoing conversation. And I think more and more at Meadowbrook, we're going to be looking outward. and Where, where can awesome. we be connected out there?
0: Yeah. That's great. Do you have any anything in progress right now? Um, in in that regard
1: yeah so we there's a community meal where we partner with other churches so that happens on monday nights uh so a a big thing coming up for us this is the first time we're trying it but um we're going to do a farmer's market here at the church outside um but totally free like we're not not for any profit or anything um and just recognizing again there's lots of needs in the community uh god's been really good to us at meadowbrook and so um, we want to just kind of as a Thanksgiving offering to him just to, to make stuff available. So people in the church are baking pies and breads oh, and wow. jams and preserves and produce and, uh, and awesome. all those things. And so that will be uh, August 14th. That'll be here uh, in our parking lot. And Mark that in your calendar. August 14th at okay. Meadowbrook Church in Leamington. And uh, everybody's welcome. And, uh, and there'll be, yeah, just lots of stuff going on that day. And so, yeah, so we're just trying to find practical ways that we can be a blessing to people. That's, that's beautiful great
0: hey sounds, sounds similar similar to some uh church in in acts and what you kind of see right, right? And yeah. that's, that's a that's a really i think that's a really healthy um direction that god's bringing you guys mm-hmm. to yeah get the hurting people yeah um, right and help them out yeah that's awesome yeah thank you
1: and for a long time we've been i think most churches it's been very much like how do we draw people in? How right. do we attract more people? How right. do we? It was kind of that lighthouse model, we call it. The lighthouse is there and it's meant to draw people to the light. Right. Um, but it's, it, A, it doesn't really work that well. Like it's not super effective because right. uh, lots of people will just never come into a church. But it's also really almost the opposite of what Jesus told us to do, right? Jesus said, be a light and take your light and go into right. all the nations. Um, it was go. That was the, right? As it's right. been said, the first part of gospel is go. And we've kind of done the opposite in church where we just kind of sit around and and hopefully with what we're doing, the programs we have will attract enough people in. Um, but our job is to go meet yeah. people with where, where they're at, right? And that's what Jesus did for us. He came and he came to us and he met mm-hmm. us where we're at. So we're trying to be more Christ-like in that way rather than awesome. just kind of throwing up a sign or, or putting on a new program and hoping the people come. It's right. been, you know what? there's. Hurting people, and they just need to be met in their pain, and and
0: we can do whatever we can to meet them there. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, um, we're going to go into a little bit more of the funeral and grief related topics mm-hmm. now. So, I'd like to ask: Does your does the congregation here in the community do you have any traditions um, or practices that might be specific to your church when it comes to funerals mm-hmm. and? Uh, for the funeral service itself perhaps, also maybe something that would uh, be for the family who's going through that grief. Mm Uh, yeah, so I don't know if these things are necessarily unique to our church. Uh, I
1: think a lot of churches probably do stuff like that, but um, so, I mean, in terms of the, yeah, there would usually be a funeral service of a religious nature if, okay. if someone is looking for us to be a part of that or if someone in our church passed away. Would that be usually held here? In the usually center. here, yeah, and if it's a smaller group, sometimes it might be at a funeral home. It okay. would uh, yep. be there, but yeah, often it would be here. Um, and the funeral itself would be a time of uh, a time of prayer. There would usually be some music involved, music that was probably meaningful to the to the person who passed away or to their family. Um, it's a time for us to honestly celebrate the gospel because even in grief. Uh, the gospel has an element of grief because Jesus dies on the cross, yeah. um, but also ends in hope because we believe that Jesus rose again and we believe that our hope is we too will rise with him. And so uh, there will always be a gospel emphasis at the funeral. And and so there'll be a, a sermon, there'll be a eulogy usually from one of the family members mm-hmm. who will come to celebrate the life of that person. And um, yeah, and I think it's important at a funeral, uh, you know, sometimes these days, especially we emphasize Uh, You know, it's not a funeral. It's a celebration of life. And there's a a feeling of trying to make it kind of light. And I love, you know, when a eulogy tells a funny story that everyone remembers. Like, I do think that's important. But it's important that we grieve as well right it's important that we that we weep and Mm -hmm. the bible tells us as christians we're also to weep with those who weep and so Mm -hmm. in terms of the church family um you know there will definitely be a rallying around uh and whether that's even just you know phone calls or or texts or whatever uh certainly there'll be a meal train set up for sure and people will be dropping off food
0: for those who don't know what a meal train is yeah uh, i figured out recently that that's um that's church lingo. Okay, uh, right. Yeah, and I, and I, so explain what a meal train yeah, is.
1: Yeah, so a meal train is just when you, you'll post something online. We do it all on websites now, uh, and it's just here's a bunch of slots uh, to drop off a meal at someone's house. And so you just email the link to everyone in the church, and everyone just picks their slot, signs up for it, um, and then just brings a meal to the person's house. So yeah, it's yeah, funny. I wouldn't have thought of awesome. that as Christian language, but I yeah. guess that's true. So I was, t- I was
0: telling somebody, yeah, they're doing a meal train, and she goes, Okay, you gotta explain what is. Meal yeah, food. right. And I was like, oh yeah, well it's a right. train of people bringing meals to your house, but right. it, but it's organized, right. So that way, uh, that the person who's going through that difficult time, they don't have a fridge that's just packed right. full of food that they'll never be able to eat. Right, they'll get a meal every day, right. and That's spread out. Yeah. yeah, so that's really cool. Yeah, and and
1: yeah, and Christians usually in a church setting do food pretty well. Right, we yes. were, we're oh, fans yes. of the potluck and everything, yeah. so. Uh, yeah, so very practically, there'll be stuff like that. There will be offers you know, to the family of, you know, we can babysit your kids while you go to the funeral home to work stuff out oh, or nice. whatever. So there's definitely a rallying to it. That's great. Um, Community support. Yeah. And people, church members will show up at the visitation, they'll show up mm-hmm. at, at the funeral, of course. And uh, here at the church, our deacon team, which is kind of a team of servant-hearted people who help out practically. Uh, we'll put on a lunch after the okay. ceremony here in our gym, and so okay. um, so the family doesn't have to go anywhere. They can just move uh, from the service into there, and so, yeah, a lot of food-related stuff, I guess, as I'm saying it out loud. But
0: Food um, helps me. Yeah, right. It makes everything I better. I love food. Right? I would die if I didn't eat
1: food. That's a very true fact. <laughs> uh yeah and then so there will be uh there will always be just kind of practical needs that we're trying to meet for for the family and, awesome um yeah so so those would be a few things i think a lot of churches would probably be similar so again yeah. i don't know if that's unique to meadowbrook but those that's are the unique. types of things we would be doing
0: yeah thank you i, I love that support that you guys have mm-hmm. for each other uh looking out for each other mm-hmm. who are moving. that's yeah. great um this question let's go a little bit a little bit deep and maybe even personal if you don't mind um feel free to cry if you need to i i I tend to cry once in a while yeah um have you experienced anything uh personally with death in your life that has had an impact on your perspective in life yeah
1: so when i was 16 uh, my friend dean was hit by a car and killed and that was kind of my first um, like tragic death. Like mm-hmm. Older family members had passed away at that point, which was uh, which was obviously very sad, but not unexpected. Right? right. So this one, he was just riding his bike one day. he, he swerved out too far and the car hit him and uh, he passed away. And so and that was the first one where, you know, at 16 sort of realizing, oh, we're not actually invincible. you know, mm-hmm. not everyone makes it to 80 or 90. Um, and so that was pretty, and, and because, you know, he was a popular guy he was on the football team and stuff at his funeral, the place was just packed with, with young people primarily, right? Just, just Mm -hmm. hundreds of young people. Um, and we were all just kind of going through that together. And so, uh, so that was the first, again, like my grandfather had already died at that point, he was older, he was not well. And Mm -hmm. so we were kind of ready for it. And, and, you know, it's a bit less shocking when an older person passes away. Uh, even though it's still very painful for the family, obviously. It is a, it is a
0: shock, though, to your whole system. For right? sure. When you lose a friend or someone young passes right. away, especially in a tragic situation. In an situation. Accident, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's a shock for sure. Yeah.
1: So that, yeah, that was just kind of, you know, I was 16, and we all, all of us at the high school, I think, we all just kind of grew up a few steps quicker than we maybe would have, yeah. right? Everyone was just, we were all kind of forced to, confront the fact like when you're 16 you do feel kind of invincible right like you yep. don't you don't think about you know how scary life can be and dangers and stuff because you're just young and, and that's just part of it but so yeah it was definitely a very jarring kind of world
0: redefining moment for for all of us and certainly mm-hmm. for me so young chris wasn't going to live forever yeah that had a an impact in in the way you've Proceeded in your life, right? Sure. For sure. And you were 16 at the time. as Yeah, well.
1: I was 16 mm-hmm. So, I mean just, the, the sort of joke amongst our group of friends is like we all became really good drivers mm-hmm. at 16 <laughs> Like just for a really practical example, yeah. and I'm not kidding like we really wow. Everyone got super just careful because we saw what a car could do, you know firsthand. And so um, Yeah, so it definitely had an impact for
0: sure That's neat. Yeah, there's one thing that I, I found interesting Um through different experiences speaking with people or something that I've maybe I've seen a loved one go through mm-hmm. um, when when a song might come up on the radio mm-hmm. and it brings them back right to this time where they experienced death right. or or something or sometimes it might be um, a smell mm-hmm. or a sight right or something interesting yeah do you have anything like that
1: Yeah. So for me, there's two things that come to mind. And so one of them is, uh, anytime I smell a cigar because my grandfather who died smoked cigars and, and he's, you know, he's been gone for 20 plus years now, probably 25 years. Um, but anytime I whip any kind of cigar, I'm nine years old. I'm back in his house. Yeah. And so that was my first death. Like Mm -hmm. that really impacted me. That was a few years before my friend died, but my grandfather died. Uh, when I was 14 and Mm -hmm. so yeah so there's a very clear connection between Cigar Smokes and Granddad like that's a a very clear connection yeah even 25 plus years later Um, the other thought is uh, so the Beatles song in my life uh, which was played at a funeral I was also a teenager when that happened and older person who passed away it wasn't uh, it wasn't quite tragic like when my friend died but um, this lady had passed away and she had been a, a friend and uh, they played In My Life at the funeral, which is just, just just kind of about life and loving people in our lives and everything. And I don't know if I knew the song before that or if that was the first time I heard it, but same sort of thing. Every time I hear that song, I'm right back at that funeral again. And it's it's, a, it's kind of a, there's a, how to put it, there's a beautiful melancholy to it. Like right. it's, it's sad. It reminds me of her. Uh, I miss her still these years later. Um, But there's a sweetness to it at the same time like it's because it is about love and celebrating Mm -hmm. love And and we're so lucky that we get to love people and uh, you know We only grieve because we love right Right. like you don't you don't grieve people you don't love in the same way But when you love someone you feel that loss Mm -hmm. and so yeah in my life by the Beatles is definitely kind of a a Triggering is that the right word? Yeah, we use that word a lot yeah. uh it just i'm again right back in the funeral Throwing home back. i'm on the funeral home yeah. on Brant street in burlington ontario in like 1997 uh-huh. and i'm at that funeral right again
0: yeah that's neat and i'm wondering those experiences when you smell a cigar mm-hmm. when you hear that song and you're brought back and even if it's just for a small amount of time yeah i would imagine that can give you a warm sense mm-hmm. in your heart because you're remembering that love sure. connection that you had yeah. with your grandfather. Yeah. It's almost like um, continuing the healing process 25 years later. Yeah, for sure. And that could be a difficult process for some people if, if, if it's something that was really tragic sure. and they have that smell or they hear that song. Right. That could be very difficult. For but sure. doesn't mean that it's still not part of the healing process. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and your, your brain
1: and your emotions are telling you something with whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to sort through it all, right? We don't, we don't yeah. always do well at that. But, For sure. It's um, but difficult. when you have that reaction, so like my wife uh, years ago was in a car accident. She is okay, uh, but she was going through a yellow light and someone thought she was going to stop. They tried to turn ahead of her, head-on collision. Car was totaled, she was beat up for quite a while. And so even today when she goes through a yellow light, she tenses a little yeah. and she can't help it. Even if she knows it's coming, there's just yeah. something in her brain that says like, yellow light equals car crash and she can't control it. But her her brain is trying to tell her something, right? right. Her, her brain is locked into that memory. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, it's it's helpful to talk this stuff out. It's helpful yeah. to be honest about this stuff and, um, and to pay attention. I say to my church all the time, our emotions, Whatever they are, whether they're good ones or bad ones or whether you think they're reasonable or unreasonable mm-hmm. or over the top or subdued, our emotions are our emotions, right? Yeah. You feel what you feel and they're like the indicator lights on your dashboard sometimes, mm-hmm. right? They're a way of saying, hey, there's something going on in here that you need to pay attention to. Yeah. And so, you know, it's helpful, again, to talk this stuff out, to be able to, to be open about this stuff.
0: It's really good. It's excellent. Now, now it's your time. I would like it yeah. if... You could ask me, the funeral director, mm-hmm. uh, anything anything that comes to your mind. Yeah. So what I... Um, like, I have this conversation with people in my church
1: all the time. Uh, you know, when my friend died in high school, we were 16, and so we all went to the visitation, we went to the funeral mm-hmm. home. At 16, especially, you don't have a clue. Like, what are you going to say to his mom? What are you going to say no. to his brother? Um, you know, what do you do there? But I hear that even now from people in my church who say... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what to say to the widow. I don't know what right. to say at the visitation. And so sometimes people don't go for that very reason. Like they, they don't want, you know, they don't want to miss it, but they're just overwhelmed with what to say. And mm-hmm. so like I'm around funerals a fair bit. I'm around them nowhere near as much as you are, obviously. Uh, so I have some practice in it, but I'd be very curious, what would you say to just your, your average person who doesn't go to funerals all the time? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're going and you see that that grieving widow or that grieving parent or that mm-hmm. grieving child, um, what do you say? what 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 is helpful? Because I think people yeah. sometimes feel like, I gotta say something profound or I gotta that's say true. something that yep. encourages or lifts the burden, but that's
0: such an overwhelming thing to take on. It is. so so yeah. what can we
1: do when we go into yeah. that visitation or at that I,
0: funeral I, time? I think. Thank you. I think um, that idea of what can I say that will make them feel better. Um, We we want to make them feel better, sure, because they're going through a hard time. But we have to realize we can't really we can't fix it for them. Right. They're they're sad and they're they're going through a difficult time. Yeah. And so to come up and from your heart with what you're feeling, tell them that you're sorry for what they're going through. Uh, don't there's some things that you shouldn't say as well yeah what are those because don't I mean, don't say I know what you're going through right because you don't know what they're going through right you might have a similar right uh, perspective you might have a similar instance that you have gone through something similar but you we don't know what each and every person it goes through because the person who they lost um, they have a special connection right. to that person it's unique is, is personal yeah right so yeah, don't say I know exactly what you're going through. Right. Don't say, um, oh well, at least you're in a better place, right? Right? Yeah. Um, because they're still going through that loss. They're still going through that hurt. Even even if they do know that they're in a better place, yeah. Um, that's good and that's that's hopeful and that's what we all want, right? Um, but you're still missing that person, sure. And you're still grieving that loss. So just from your hearts, just say, I'm I'm so sorry for what you're going through, or uh, like. I, I don't have the right words for you. I just want to be here for you. Yeah. And I know we're not supposed to be hugging a lot now during COVID, right. but uh, that tight hug, just yeah. to say you don't even have to say anything, mm-hmm. you can just hold that person. Yeah. And 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 just to give them that comfort, yeah, means the world. That I'm here for you. Yeah, I I'm think here. it's huge. And yeah. one thing that I was also thinking of just now is is. Sometimes you may say, ask me if you need anything. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't going to ask sure. you if they need anything. Right. So that's why I like what your church does. And it's like, okay, we know you're going to need food. Right. You're you're going to be, need to be looked after your kids. So look for something maybe that that person might need help with. Do they need the grass being cut yeah, right. at their house? Yeah. And, and you're able to do that. Say, hey, can I cut your grass? Can right. I do something? They might not want you to. They might not accept it. But sure. you can... We don't always ha- have to offer something, yeah. but we do have to know that our words can't fix can't fix them. Right um, in where they're at, that we can offer comfort yeah. to say, "I'm I'm so sorry for what you're going through," or or my sincere condolences, um, or or just look them in the eye and say, "I love you," mm-hmm. and I'm here for you. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this conversation. Yeah, my pleasure. And I hope that it can be of help, and I'm I'm sure it will be of help to other people. And it's nice to get to know you a little bit more Mm -hmm. and uh, to hear your insight on some of these uh, deep topics. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Cut. (laughs) Good stuff. Yeah. That was awesome.